If you lost your mother to death, or if your mother was emotionally absent or narcissistic, then you have missed the nurturing care of a mother. As we'll explore in this podcast, Nurturing Words, Voices of Experience, being a motherless daughter means being a part of a club that no one wants to be in. The good news is, while you are unique, you are not alone. What if we told you Motherless Daughters Ministry has 20 years worth of pearls of wisdom to help you on your mother lost journey? It's true. And we are sharing all of these pearls with you through this very podcast, Nurturing Words, Voices of Experience, sponsored lovingly by Motherless Daughters Ministry. Hello. My name is Gina Ellis, and I'm a volunteer with the Motherless Daughters Ministries podcast, Nurturing Words, Voices of Experience. Today, we welcome to our podcast one of our motherless daughters, Jill, who is going to share with us her story. Jill, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Gina. So, Jill, one of the first things we like to ask our fellow motherless daughters is, how did you become connected to Motherless Daughters Ministry? How did you find out about us? It was through an acquaintance I had at the church I was attending at the time, and this was probably about four years ago. We were in a group, a small group together, and somehow the topic of our mothers came up, and I had talked about how strained my relationship was with my mother. It wasn't a typical mother-daughter relationship. And she shared with me about Motherless Daughters Ministry. She happened to be a facilitator with Motherless Daughters at the time. So I did a little bit of research into that and ended up taking one of the classes with Motherless Daughters. And it was a tremendous experience. Wonderful. I'm so glad that you found the ministry, Jill. Jill, what we know from our education about mother loss that it doesn't necessarily mean death. There's multiple different types of mother loss when we don't receive the nurturing that we would like to have. And I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about your mother loss story. Sure. Um, My mother, my experience with my mother was that emotional absence. She was a full-time mom. She had three children and I was the middle of those three. And her mother, my grandmother, lived with us and was our caregiver while my mom worked. Both my parents worked full time. My mom was very, very distant with me in particular, I think. Maybe not so much with my brother and sister, but I always got the impression from my mom that I was a nuisance to her. I never saw any emotion from her other than anger. That was her, that was her go-to. She didn't have time for me. She didn't really care to spend time with me. She didn't really have much interest in what I had to say or do. I just kind of felt like I was in her way an awful lot. She was also kind of on the narcissistic spectrum. At our house, it was her way and her way only. She didn't really have much concern for what anybody else felt or thought about a situation. She was a great provider. I mean, we... I had physically, all of our needs were met. We had a nice home. We had food and clothing and and all of those things, but not emotionally. She was just incapable of providing the nurturing that I needed. I understand, Jill. I had very similar experience that you mentioned here as well, personally, as do, unfortunately, many other women who are part of the ministry and are part of our audience. 
I am really sorry that you have experienced this kind of loss. Thank you. When you are going through your regular day-to-day, are there certain things that you have found to be triggering about that experience with your mother? Um, there are times, yes, when I am triggered. I have, I've had an ongoing sense of shame throughout my life because of the, the way that I was raised believing that I'm a nuisance, then you, you, you learn to, you learn that maybe what you have to think and say, and your feelings are just not important and everybody else's are important. And so I get triggered in those ways. I have a tendency to discount my own thoughts and my own feelings, afraid to express them. So every once in a while, when I get in, especially in a confrontational situation, because that was my mom's go-to was anger, I back down instantly. And I, yeah, I just find myself retreating just like I did as a child. Sure. When that happens, whether it's that type of reaction or any of the other emotions that may come up, what have you found to be helpful for you to get through that experience? Prayer, (laughs) mostly. Yeah, just asking for God's insight into the reality of the situation and trying to remember that I am loved and accepted regardless of how my mother treated me. And, and sometimes that's hard because, you know, you grew up feeling that way, but I've had a lot of healing through this ministry. And, you know, you come to believe that, that it wasn't you. You understand that the situation you were growing up in was not you. It was not your fault. It was the issues that your mother had and that you're a beloved child of God. Amen. Yes, that is one of the biggest gifts, I think, of the ministry and even bigger of the Lord's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. As we think about living with this mother loss, which you've described very well, what your experience has been, I'd like it, if you don't mind, if we ask some really personal and very specific questions about how the mother loss has affected you. One of those that we find is that it affects a lot of our, probably all of our relationships. And I'm wondering if what your experience of mother loss has been as it affects your relationships, whether it's friends or romantic relationships, past or present, or even with your, your other siblings. It definitely has affected romantic relationships and sometimes with close friends too. I've I've developed codependent behaviors because of the way my mom raised me that along with, as I said, my grandmother, was our caregiver at the time. She was also emotionally absent, but in a different sense, she was clinically depressed, attempted suicide when I was five years old and did come back to live with us. But again, my mom had very little compassion for my grandmother. And so I took it upon myself to be my grandmother's caregiver to make sure that she never left us again. And I think a lot of that just played into some codependent tendencies. And so all of this, you know, came filtered through my relation into my relationships and especially my romantic relationships. I often say that I've married my mother because my husband is very much the same as her. And I think probably because, I mean, it was what I was familiar with. So yeah, there's a definite, definite effect on the relationships 
and even close relationships with with other female friends. I have codependent tendencies there, going way out of my way, seeking approval above and beyond my own needs to a fault, to a fault. So, You mentioned the codependent types of behaviors. Would you say that that also plays into self-esteem at all? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you don't feel that your own needs are important, you have a tendency to take on everybody else's needs and feelings and put them, you start to feel their feelings and their needs. You don't even recognize what your own are because you were not allowed to have them as a child. So, um, yeah, with your mother not acknowledging you or showing you any kind of nurturing or attention of any kind, you pretty much learn to believe that what you what you need isn't important and every, what everybody else needs is way more important. When that would occur, or, or even today, whichever direction you want to take this, I'm wondering what are some of the strongest emotions that you're challenged with in, in your life today because of that? I think I still struggle a lot with fear of abandonment. I think that was a big thing as a child, maybe perhaps because my grandmother disappeared with her suicide attempt, because at that time, nobody ever explained anything to us. They just said she was sick and had to go away. So we never got an explanation for that. But I always had that sense with my mom too, with her anger and with her distance that at some point I was going to be left alone. And so that I get triggered in that way a lot, even now. That. Reminds me when you you mentioned that feeling alone and recognizing this this fear and the concern that you had. Have you grieved yet the fact that you didn't have that sense of security and you didn't have the nurturing or the mother that you maybe fully needed at the time and and with your grandmother too? I'm wondering if you had done any grieving? How did you grieve? Like you said, they didn't talk about things at that time. I did. Um, I did grieve what I did not have with my mom. But again, I mean, this was just a few years ago, going through the classes with motherless daughters. It allowed me to grieve. It helped me see the truth of the situation. And attending the journey retreat last spring, I finally, after all these years grieved my grandmother. And, and I never, I guess I never really had allowed myself to do that before, but very, very cleansing. And just what a relief it was to just feel those, that sadness of, you know, what I didn't have with her and also with her being gone after she passed. I never grieved the way that, you know, I did over that weekend. So yeah, all very healing, very hard, but very healing. Definitely very hard because you were recognizing the loss as well as processing it and and coming out the other side. Exactly. We're going to take a break to share a special announcement. Stay with us to hear the rest of this powerful story. Join a sisterhood of those who will see you. We invite you to a four-day healing retreat in Cincinnati, Ohio, April 28th through May 1st, 2023. The journey, Healing the Wounds of Mother Loss One Step at a Time, is a residential retreat focusing on mother loss and its effect on your life, how her absence shapes your identity, influences your style of mothering and relationships, 
how your grief surfaces throughout your lifetime, and how you experience living beyond your mother's final years. You are worthy of healing and support, and the time is now. You will have excuses of, I'm too busy, and a million reasons of why not to go. Push those aside and give yourself a gift of renewal this spring season. For more information and to register, look for the Journey Retreat on our website, motherlessdaughtersministry.com. Are there any goals that you have on your continuing journey to heal from the loss? Just to stay on the journey, I think. Stay connected. Being involved in the Motherless Daughters Ministry has been a huge help to me. You know, having a sisterhood and just knowing that there are other women who are right where I am. Maybe their stories may be different, but feelings could be very much the same, you know, for different reasons. So I I guess my goal is to just continue the healing. You know, and as they say, you know, they, they use the analogy of the onion. There are layers and layers that peel off. And I know there's more there that's going to need to be dealt with. It's, it's not over yet. So I want to stay on that path. Absolutely. I love the fact that you mentioned sisterhood of motherless daughters ministry and that that has been a tremendous support for you. Is there anyone else in your life outside of the ministry that has been a support to you in the journey of healing? Well, being involved, I, I was involved with a codependent recovery group. And that helped me kind of get to the, it was kind of a springboard to get me you know, to deal with my mother issues through Motherless Daughters Ministry. So, and I still attend some of those groups, huge support there too. Wonderful. So now that you recognize that it's, <laughs> it's a journey, it's, not necessarily ending, and it's it's a healing. Is there something that you would feel comfortable sharing about your fondest memory, perhaps, of your mother or your grandmother, or what you maybe miss the most? Hmm. It's. I'm sorry. It's. A, it's a hard. It's a hard thing to come up with a fond memory of my mother. There weren't that many instances that I can recall. I do remember my grandmother, though. She was very nurturing in spite of her depression, and she would also play games with us. I spent a lot of one-on-one time with her, even as a little girl. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the attention that I got from her. I just don't ever remember having that with my mom. Is there any remaining painful events that you need to make peace with? Yes, I'm sure there are instances, uh, thinking back now, in some of the situations where she embarrassed me or my mother uh, embarrassed me or hurt me in some way, I, I need to go back and kind of revisit those with the, uh, with the new understanding that I have, understanding where she came from and how she got to be the way that she was. And I think those events are going to pop up here and there. Sure, that's understandable. Was there perhaps a a message through the years that you feel you never got from your mom or your grandma? Yeah, I never felt loved. I never felt like 
that I was loved for who I was. I may have gotten some approval for behaving correctly, but I never, I never felt like she, like either of them really uh, just loved me for who I was. You have gone a long way on this motherless daughter's ministry's journey on your mother loss journey. What brings nourishment into your life today? Oh gosh. Doing some of the things that, that I love. I I'm big journaler. I don't do a lot of other writing, but I, I do journal. God speaks to me a lot through my writing. I find things out about myself that I didn't know and finding myself coming to a place of acceptance through that, acceptance of myself. Just doing things, being with um, my kids, uh, my family. Yeah, honestly, do I, and, and this will, this sounds kind of selfish, but doing things just for me that I never did, ever did growing up. I'm learning the self-care part of that. That's what I was just going to say, is that yeah. that's not selfish, that's self-care. And just like they always talk about the air stewardess saying, put your oxygen mask on first. That's that's why you're able to uh, do those things with your family is that you are taking care of yourself. Right. That's wonderful. I'm going to turn our conversation just a little bit back over to the ministry really quick and ask you what you have found out of the different services of the ministry helped your healing the most. Well, that's tough. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Or which ones have you taken advantage of? Because there are a lot of different offerings. Yes, yes. Uh, I started the first class that I took was Daughters um, of a Narcissistic Mother, which was profoundly influencing. It It just really opened my eyes to who I was and that I was a separate person from my mom and, and helped me see aspects of her that I blamed myself for, you know, that just weren't my fault. So that was hugely healing. And then I also took um, the emotionally absent mother and that was probably out of order. I probably should have taken that one first, but found huge healing in that much forgiveness in that class for my mom. And then the journey retreat, again, um, the grieving process was very, very healthy for me. It was long overdue. So it was a wonderful opportunity just to spend time to let God heal me through that weekend and the women that were there. But I've also been involved in the ministry, helping with two of their support groups and as a facilitator for classes. And, and again, that's all part of my own um, healing journey, too. So, you know, I learn something more about myself as I take these classes also, or as I facilitate the classes also. So, yeah, it's tremendous. If there's one thing you would want the mother loss community to know, what would it be? That you are not alone. There are a lot of women out there who share the feelings that you have and the sadness that you have. They're here to support you. A lot of times people don't understand, especially maybe not for women who have lost a mother to death, but those of us who did not have the nurturing of a mother growing up, society for the most part doesn't understand that. 
but here at Motherless Daughters Ministry, you are totally understood and you are accepted and you are loved and you are nurtured and it's it's a safe place. And I just think they anybody out there who has had any kind of mother loss will find the healing that they need here. Thank you, Jill. Jill, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your nurturing words, sharing your story. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for being a nurturing voice and being on a voice of experience on the podcast and for continuing to volunteer with the Motherless Daughters Ministry. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. Thank you for joining us today to hear this very special voice of experience. Check out our website for just the right resource to help you start your healing journey when you're ready. Share this with another motherless daughter, and don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Have a blessed day, and remember, you are not alone.